Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hello, hello, my wealthy coaches. What's up, my buddy, my friend? I am so excited to be here as always. I love recording for this podcast and getting into your eardrums and getting into your vehicle, getting into your forest walk. I love just getting all up in there. Makes me feel good. I hope it makes you feel good too. (laughs) Um, And I hope I didn't just creep you out. All right, so the episode I have for you today was actually inspired by a recent DM that I had from one of my Instagram followers. And this is actually not the first time that I have had a question like this. The DM went somewhere along the lines of, hey, Kendra, I'm working full time. I only have five to six hours a week to work on my business. What should I actually be working on? And is it possible to build a business when I'm only, when I only have this small amount of time to work on my business? So I'm going to tell you today what I would work on if I only had five hours a week to work on my business. But first, just want to tell you a quick story. Okay, so story about me. I started my business in 2015. Well, technically 2014. 2014, um, I graduated from functional diagnostic nutrition and I started taking clients. Now, at the time that I started taking clients, it was summer. And I worked in forestry, which was a seasonal job. So I would work from about April to November, sometimes December, Uh, really long hours, about 50 hours a week, uh, seven to five in the bush. So not a stationary job. I was basically hiking around the forest and driving a lot and that sort of thing. So pretty exhausting job. And I knew I wanted to transition out of this career. Um, At that point, it was kind of crushing my soul and I was ready to move on, Uh, but I didn't quite know how to do that, but what I did, so even though I was working 50 hours a week, I took clients, right? And I took a few clients. I didn't take a lot, but I took pretty pretty much anyone I could get. Um, I would work with them um, and I didn't end up working with some pretty interesting people, but I would always have one or two clients at a time and I would meet with them in the evening or on the weekend. And that was really helpful for me. So even though I was really just taking on a few clients and, you know, wasn't charging much at that time, wasn't making a ton of money, it did help me get experience, right? Which was really cool. And experience is really important, even if you can just get a little bit of it, because what we're generally lacking in the beginning of our business is confidence, right? And confidence can really only come from experience from actually doing something. So what I did was I got out there. And I focused on doing the thing, getting the clients. And what I realized when I was taking those clients is that I loved it. It really fired me up. It gave me so much energy. You know, I'd come home from forestry at the end of the day. I'd be so exhausted. I would be excited to leave work and then going to bed, I would feel moderately depressed because I really didn't want to get up in the morning and go to work. Okay. Now come the winter, 
I ended up on unemployment insurance, which is normal for a seasonal worker, right? Because the work sort of runs out in the winter, especially in this area, because we have a lot of really steep mountains. Uh, So you can't drive the forestry roads in the winter. They're just too dangerous, right? Uh, So the work really dries up in the winter and usually only a few people will get work all year round. So you go on unemployment insurance for the winter, which is also fun because you can ski and have the winter off, which I really lived for at that point. But I was sort of faced with this really difficult decision because I was sitting on unemployment and I wanted to start a business. And when you're on unemployment in British Columbia, I don't know if the rules have changed, but back then, this was about 10 years ago, uh, you could not make other money. You could only make a certain amount of income uh, and sort of like top up your EI. But it actually made more sense to just be on unemployment insurance and not actually make the money, right? So... I was making at that point about $1,600 a month, which seems so low to me now. I actually can't believe I was living off of that. But I was like, how am I going to go from getting $1,600 a month to like paying for all this myself? And I was like really, really hesitant about just going full time in my business because I knew once I went into self-employment, I wouldn't be able to collect that unemployment insurance anymore. And it was really scary. Okay, so what I decided to do was actually seek out a part-time job that was related. And lucky enough, I got this email from Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. That was where I did my certification program. And they were were hiring for a mentor position for the course. And I applied for it and I ended up getting the job. And it was so exciting because it was somewhere around, you know, 20, 25 hours a week uh, for good money at the time. I can't remember what they started paying me at, but with the exchange rate, it ended up being like, some of the best money I'd ever made in my life. Like it was way more than my forestry job. I believe at the time I was making the same amount part-time working for FDN as I was full-time in my forestry job, working 50 hours a week, okay? So I worked for FDN and as I worked through that company, I ended up taking on more responsibilities and more roles. Um, I became a clinical advisor at one point. And then um, about halfway through, I was with them for three years, I ran the graduate membership, the AFDMP membership, and I ended up developing that program. And it was a lot of work. So I was probably doing about 25 to 30 hours a week. So I really only had 10 to 15 hours a week to work on my business. Okay. The reason I'm telling you this is because in that 10 to 15 hours a week for the three years that I worked for FDN, I was able to build a highly successful business in just 10 to 15 hours a week. And then when I finally left FDN, when I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm doing really well on my own, things are really consistent, I think I can leave this job and I will be fine making my own income. About three months after leaving FDN, I was able to hit six figures in my business, right? Because all of a sudden I opened up this space and I was able to take in more clients and obviously I was able to make more money working for myself. So again, the reason I'm telling you this is that it's it's completely possible, okay? And if you have six hours, five hours, 10, 15 hours, you can still build a business. You just need to be really intentional with your time. Was it hard? Yeah. Did I feel exhausted sometimes? Yeah. Did I sometimes work on the weekends? I sure did right? And those first few years in your business can be a lot. And it's really the time where you do need to double down and work hard. But the benefit of doing that is you can get yourself to a place where you have more freedom and time. So now in year seven, things feel pretty easy for me. I'm really clear on 
my client, my messaging. I know what content to create and I probably work about 25 hours a week. I have a team that does a lot of other things in my business and I have a lot of freedom to take a Thursday morning off or take Fridays off or take a four day weekend or go on a trip. Like I have a lot of freedom in my business, uh, but I obviously had to put in the work to get there. We'll just take a quick break from this episode to tell you about my free find your money making niche workbook. So if you're struggling to determine your ideal client and most people do, I want to help you. Did you know that your ability to choose a niche is one of the biggest things that is going to determine your success as an online coach? This is 100% true. I promise. Once you know who you're talking to, everything's going to get a lot more easier. You will be clear on what type of content to create and what freebie to create. Plus your ideal clients will know that you can help them and they will be excited to sign up for your paid offer. So my workbook will give you my step-by-step formula for determining your money-making niche so that you can start attracting new clients online instead of repelling them. Who doesn't want that? You can grab my free workbook at go.kendraperry.net forward slash niche dash workbook. That's go.kendraperry.net forward slash niche dash workbook. And I will link to that in the show notes. So what if you only have five hours a week to work on your business? Well, let's talk about what is actually important. There's really only three things that you should be working on in your business as a new business owner, client acquisition. Okay. So getting clients that's sales and marketing, sales and marketing. Okay. Client retention, which means keeping the client in your world, right? Because one thing that annoys me is you may have heard of the customer journey, right? And what a lot of people would define the customer journey as is the point at which this person finds you to the point at which they become a client. But I hate that because it makes this journey end when they become your client and it doesn't end there. You're just beginning. And I think what that makes people do is they totally don't think through what's going to actually happen when the customer is not only in your business, but what's going to happen when they finish your program, right? Where do they go next? Because the truth is client acquisition, getting a new client is the most time consuming energy intensive and expensive thing that you will do. It's hard to get a new client, but it's really easy to keep a client that you already have, right? Once someone comes into your world and they like you, they like the content, they like working with you, you can resell them, right? They're going to be way more likely to say yes to future offers or say yes to continuing to work with you because they know, like, and trust you. They're like, this person puts down a really good product, had a really great experience. I want to keep working with them. Okay. So that's client retention. And then number three is systems creation, right? Um, We want to have systems. We want to create automation in our business as much as possible. So we're doing less manual things. Okay. But when you are new, and this is always true, right? Like this is still (laughs) the three things that I do in my business, right? I try to find new clients, right? I try to make the experience as amazing as possible for the clients that I do have, right? And I try to automate, automate, automate as much as I, as much as I possibly can and create systems and make things easier, right? That's still all that I do, right? Um, But when you are new, there needs to be a really heavy focus on client acquisition, right? Getting clients, because if you don't have clients, then systems creation is less important, right? Because you don't have clients. And obviously, 
you can't retain a client you don't have. And it's not to say you don't focus on client retention and systems creation, but if you only have five hours a week, you really want to focus on sales and marketing. And, and really that should be taking up like three to four of those five hours, right? Spend maybe an hour going through your systems, making sure um, things make sense, you know, going through your onboarding process, making sure that it's really bulletproof, right? When the client signs on, this is what happens. This is what I send them. This is how it works. This is when I check in with them. You want to make sure obviously like that process is, is really smooth and organized because obviously if someone comes into your business and the experience is not good or it's disorganized, uh, that's a really great way to lose a client, right? But if you only have five hours a week to work on your business, three to four of that should be spent on sales and marketing. Okay, so so what is sales and marketing, right? Well, sales is kind of obvious. Sales just means selling that person. And for you, if you're trying to get private clients, and I actually, if you only have five hours a week, you should be doing private clients because you can sell a high ticket one-on-one program and it's gonna be way easier to sell a course or a group program. Um, and it takes a ton of time and effort to build a group program, to build an online course. And if your intention is to get money quickly, right, to make money quickly so you can leave your full-time job, the quickest way to do that is going to be working with private clients, right? And really, if you could sign a private client at like 3K, right, and just work with maybe three clients, get one client a month, I mean, that's pretty decent, right? 3K isn't bad to get a month and then you could transition out of your full-time position, okay? So that's sales, obviously like bringing people into your business. But what is marketing? Marketing is the thing you do to get clients. It's visibility. It's you actually getting out there, getting in front of ideal clients, getting on your social media, creating content, right? So you should be spending some of that three to four hours creating content so that you are consistent every single week with posting your content. Now, if you only have five hours a week, it probably is not realistic that you post a piece of content every single day. You want to create a schedule that you can stick with. So maybe that is posting three times a week. That's great, right? Uh, It doesn't matter what it is, just be consistent with it. So just don't do something that's unrealistic because being inconsistent with social media is really just the death of any business, right? You want to be consistent. So obviously creating content is really important, but so is social media engagement, okay? So you can't just post content and like schedule it and walk away and never be on there. You need to be answering all your comments. You need to be finding your ideal client on social media and engaging with them because social media is meant to be social and the social media algorithm is never gonna favor your account if you're not out there actually engaging with people. So you would wanna spend some of that time doing a little bit of social media engagement. So if you're on Instagram, it would be really great if you could go find your ideal client on Instagram and engage with them, right? Like their stuff, leave them a comment, shoot them a DM, right? Talk with these people. Really, really important. That will actually help attract clients, okay? If you are on Facebook, now I don't recommend starting a Facebook business page and having that be your main form of uh, for content creation. Uh, Facebook makes it impossible to really grow a business page these days and it really limits your engagement. Uh, so I would recommend Instagram as your primary social media account or LinkedIn, something like that, just not Facebook. But Facebook groups still have a lot of value, right? You could be going into Facebook groups, helping people, answering questions, being helpful, po- posing questions, that sort of thing, right? So you would wanna be actively out there looking for clients because getting clients, and I talked about this, in I believe it was episode 69, 
why getting clients is so hard, that getting clients is not a passive task, right? You can't just be sitting there twiddling your thumbs, hoping that a client is going to find you. You actually have to get out there and find your client. So this is really your marketing, right? So you want to make sure that that time is spent creating content, engaging on social media. And then the third thing that would be really powerful is collaboration seeking. Okay. Collaboration means working with someone else, because what that does is it allows you to actually leverage their audience, leverage a new audience. So it could be pitching podcasts. It could be doing interviews on summits, or it could be getting out there and doing either online or in-person workshops on your specific niche topic. Okay. And this was a huge thing that I did early on in my business is I pitched every single yoga studio, CrossFit gym, um, fitness gym, cafe, natural grocery store. And I did talks on female hormone imbalance, right? Cause that was my niche at the time. And I did that even though my intention was to have an online business because I knew I could probably get clients that way. And it worked really well. Every time I did a workshop, I got a client, right? And I was doing about one a month and that would always generate me at least one client, right? So if you only have five hours a week, I want you to spend three to four of those hours doing sales and marketing, AKA creating content, engaging on social media and seeking collaborations, okay? That other hour, two, one to two hours, hour and a half, whatever that is, that is making sure your customer journey which doesn't end when you get the client, it goes all the way through to the end, to the back end of when they finish your program, where do they go next, right? And then just making sure your systems make sense and making sure that, seeing if you can create automation when possible. And that's what you would work on. And you can totally build a business just doing that. All right, I hope you found this episode helpful. If you wanna connect with me more, there's a few different ways that you can do that. The best place to connect with me is on my Instagram account, Instagram account at Kendra Perry Inc. Uh, shoot me a DM. If you like this episode, feel free to screenshot it, share it to your Instagram stories. Let me know your biggest take homes and make sure to tag me so that I can say hi. And thank you for listening to the episode. You can also get lots of videos and tutorials on my YouTube channel to grow your health and wellness business. If you just search Kendra Perry on YouTube, you will find my channel. You can also join my email community. Every Tuesday, I send out a very actionable and entertaining. I like to make you laugh. I think I'm pretty funny. You guys might not think I'm funny, but I think I'm funny. So I send you a very actionable and entertaining business tip every single Tuesday. And if you want to join my email list, that will be kendraperry.net forward slash biz dash tips. And you can get all those episodes in the show notes and you can find the show notes at kendraperry.net forward slash episode 71. That's kendraperry.net forward slash episode 71. Again, that will be in the show notes as well um, on your little podcast app. Thanks again for listening. I will see you next Monday, same time, same place where I help you become wealthy AF. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And I'm wondering, do you want to help me with my mission to end health coach poverty? Because if you do, I need all the help I can get. And all I need is two minutes of your time. If you could leave me a five-star review on iTunes, that would help so much. These reviews help get my podcast in front of more people, which means that I can reach more health coaches and complete my mission. Thank you so much for your help. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.